can also do like you know actual interesting foods like ufo burgers and, and korean street foods and all you ever that. had a juicy lucy no is, is that just like a, a sloppy joe but with turkey no it's a burger with the cheese on the inside oh okay uh then probably yes actually it's delicious um so so not necessarily a pocket in the middle but i do put like shredded cheese in my burger meat yeah i mean like when i made mine for the first time it was just i just cut like a a, a sizable chunk of colby jack cheese and just folded it in there yeah hi does anybody anybody feel anything anymore yeah, so so after last week's episode, we need something uh, a, a little more light and airy and, and, and fun. So welcome to episode 13 of the Deviating Tangents podcast, where we're going to be talking the 10 weird food delicacies from around the world. And and this is an article from bootsnall.com. I think it's boots and all. Boots and all, yeah. All right. This Whatever. is literally, we just typed in the, co- we just Googled weird food, and this is the first thing that popped up. Yep. So we'll let, uh, so I'm going to read this brief little excerpt, and we can just <laughs> jump right into this. Uh, traveling is often about trying the unusual and attempting to experience a different culture in the country you're visiting. One of the best ways to do this is to try the foods the locals eat. There may not be, they may not be to everyone's tastes, but the following foods considered weird and bizarre, or even dangerous to outsiders, are considered delicacies in their countries. Although eating these foods might seem like a form of extreme dining to us, they're tasty every day or special occasion fare for the people who eat them. Starting with... Bird's Nest Soup from China. Which I've never heard of this, so... Mm -hmm. Uh, it does look like an interesting picture. It it, uh, it doesn't look all that odd. Um, it, if if I didn't know any better, that that's what a pastry or something. I don't know. It kind of looks to me like baked chicken. Yeah, maybe. We're trying to. We've never looked at this list. We're going into yeah. this completely blind. And and the soup looks. I mean. A little congealed? Yeah, that is supposed to be a soup. You're right. It kind of looked like it's sitting in like a like a small pot. It looked almost like yeah. it was supposed to be tea or something. Yeah. It is definitely translucent. Actually, you know what it looks like? It looks like if you filled up a cup with water and then just like shoved a bunch of toilet paper in it. Yeah, I can kind of see that. It, it has like a it has like a particulate, but also like gel substance to it. Do you remember those, um, oh, put this toy in water and, and in three days it'll grow? Yeah. It, it It's kind of the, the congealed watery mass that, yeah. that's afterwards. Yeah. Uh, let, let's read the description, though. Maybe it's not all that bad. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily think a bird's nest would be edible, but the Chinese use Swift's nest to make the soup known as the caviar of the East. Right now, you're probably imagining a nest made out of twigs and leaves, but swiftlets make their nest predominantly out of saliva. Oh, okay. so that's a jar of bird spit. Yup. All right. We don't need to read any more of this. That's uh, that's a thing. This can cost between thirty to a hundred dollars per bowl. Uh, 
so apparently it's expensive because the swiftless build their nests during breeding season over a period of 35 days and the nest can only be harvested about three times a year so oh oh the nests are typically built in coastal caves and collecting them is a treacherous process involving nimble climbing skills which adds to the hefty price tag okay why is this food <laughs> like you have to you can only get it a certain time of the year you're eating something else's home it doesn't you're eating something else's home that's made from its spit it's in a really dangerous remote location this is like checks all the boxes for don't eat this I hear that and I will raise you those bees are hiding something delicious in there and I'm gonna get it I'm not trying <laughs> I am never you couldn't even get me to oh look fried tarantulas from Cambodia yep now like fried bugs <clears throat> like candied cockroaches and yes. stuff so so uh, insects are like almost pure protein yeah I think it'd be gross, but depending on the bug, I'd try it. Yeah, I, I've, I'm pretty sure I've tried crickets before. Yeah, like something um, small, like fried crickets. Or... Yeah, like I'm not gonna make a habit out of it. Like I'm yeah, not just gonna buy a whole big spider. Bag of... Yeah, that this, that is a whole. This is spider. a fried tarantula. This thing is like max extension is the size of this dude's palm. So yeah, I'm not eating that. It, it does look like it's covered in chocolate, though. Uh, the eensy weensy spider. That's not how the song goes. It's the itsy bitsy spider. Yeah. Is this a British website? Do they say it differently than we do? This I don't know. This is possible. I don't know. Maybe it's to get around. Is it a copyrighted song? I, I wouldn't. Th I, I would think that'd be public domain because so, of how old it so is. So would I. Regardless, <clears throat> if you suffer from arachnophobia, you probably don't want to try eating these eight. Really? All right. <laughs> They're not tiny little house spiders, which I wouldn't eat those either. They're yeah. great big tarantulas, and you can buy them from street vendors in Squan, Cambodia. Um, for, and for only a few cents, they taste delicious, plucked straight from the burrow and pan-fried with a bit of garlic and salt. A few cents? That's what it says. That's crazy. They're crispy on the outside with a gooey body on the inside <laughs> and a flavor resembling cricket or chicken. Now, now, now... Those two things do not taste at all alike. Yeah. <clears throat> You're either telling me that crickets also taste like chicken, or that chicken spiders tastes can like taste crickets. Spiders can taste two very different ways. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, now this next one I don't believe is is that crazy, and it actually is also served in the states, not in very very many locations but is served in the states in some locations this is just one of those like are you kidding me if it's done wrong that can kill me so yes. people shy away from yes. it yes and we're talking about fugu or yes. japanese puffer fish uh you've got to be careful with this del delicacy or you might end up in the morgue uh the deadly puffer fish or fugu is the ultimate delicacy in, Jap in japan even though its skin and and insides contain the poison toxin tetrodoxin tetrodoxin yeah which is 1250 times stronger than cyanide why do you need that it goes back to what we were talking about in i think episode 10 it's like you only need to like keep some predators away but it's like why why are there spiders as big as my finger that can kill 50 of me so i i 
I think it comes back to caring more about others than the self, doing what is right for the species rather than the individual. And if you can take out a predator that could take out, you know, millions of, of your species, then, you know, d- develop a toxin that can take out that one predator. Yeah, but, like, only that would only affect us. An animal is going to eat something that's poisonous and die, and everybody else is going to go, all right, don't eat whatever that was. That, that's, that's my point, yeah. But all you need to do is kill one. You don't need to kill, you don't need your venom to kill one creature, and then the leftover it's, effectiveness kills something else. I, 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 I would assume, like, like anything in life, it's an arms race. Uh, there are species out there who who evolve in tandem with each other you know know, one develops a poison the other develops a resistance to that poison and and as the resistance grows so too does does the strength of the poison that's like there's a there's a bird in i think it's uh new zealand that is poisonous hmm Interesting. Um, and that's wholly because of the beetles they eat. Ah, okay. That makes sense. So it's like this bird, like it's not venomous. Like if it scratches you and pecks at you yeah. and breaks your skin, you'll be okay. But like... But if you eat it, then... If you, put, if you get one of its feathers and like lick the tips of its feathers, which I don't know why you would do that, like you're going to feel like a warm, stingy sensation in your mouth. Oh, that's fun. I, I don't think it's deadly, but it's not pleasant. Yeah. Uh, I've I've been told that the the numbness from eating fugu can can be pleasurable. Uh, j- just just the slightest bit of toxin is enough to well yeah, but like um, and and so this this last little blurb here is actually a huge issue. Um, Fifteen people died in Thailand when the fish was declared illegal and people started dying at pink and passing it off as salmon. Why would you... Because you have to work so hard to just get any kind of meat out of this thing. Yeah. Why not just actually fish for salmon? So... It's a much more, I'd imagine, bountiful fish. Depending on location. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, But mislabeling fish is a huge issue. Oh, yeah. Um, so, so I, I would say go to a respectable fish market, but like, there's not really any of those around here. Yeah. And, and like, if, if you're, if you're going to fish markets, you don't know what the fish looks like yeah. unless you caught it yourself and, and are, you know, some kind of, of biologist, you don't really know. Yeah. One more thing on, uh, blowfish before we move on. Uh, that wasn't mentioned here, but is actually like how it's done. So if you go to Japan, it even <laughs> says in the, the second paragraph, uh, only experts are yeah. in licensed restaurants are allowed to prepare blowfish. Yeah. And so it takes 10 years mm-hmm. to like get the certification to be able to prepare this fish. And every time, every time it is made, the chef has to also eat it. To, to prove that it's safe. Yes. Uh, here's a random fun fact. Uh, dolphins will abuse puffer fishes because they enjoy getting high. Yeah, I think we talked about that. Uh, prob- I think that was probably, also episode yeah, 10. Yeah. 
But we're moving on to number four, fertilized eggs. Oh, that makes me sad looking at that. From the Philippines. Yeah, those are uh, those are little birds. This Filipino dish called balut isn't <laughs> unlike the chocolate kinder surprise. I'm sorry. I read where it was from and then I saw that next part and I'm like, I don't want to read this. <clears throat> These eggs harbor a surprise, although it's not a plastic toy, but rather a chance to eat your chicken and your egg at the same time. Those are very different surprises there. <laughs> Fertilized eggs are boiled just before they're due to hatch. So your yolk oozes out, flowed by a followed by a chicken or duck. Ugh. And they're co- they're I mean... They're cooked... They are cooked when the fetus is... Or fetus Is that just a different way to spell fetus? Is anywhere from yeah. 17 to 21 days, depending on your preference. There's a preference. <sighs> Although yep. when the egg is older, the it, it begins to... It has a beak and claws and bone feathers. In Filipino culture... This is almost as popular as hot dogs. Yep. Yep. And so here's a bit that I think comes from from not really understanding science or or you know just pseudoscience on old wives tales and their their popularity is believed to boost the libido and also a hearty snack full of protein. I don't doubt that second part. Yeah, it, but it's, the libido part. Exactly. I don't trust that at all. And and like, if 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 you read down, I mean, it's it's not that weird. Like you're, it, it, it's chicken and eggs. You just kind of eat it at a weird time. Yeah, like, like it's got a beak and claws, but like. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 can, I can kind of un- for me I'm not going to eat it no, but I no, can kind of not. understand it yeah. I would like to try the fugu I did nothing else on the list so far but I would like to try fugu you don't want to try Sardinia's maggot cheese <clears throat> so uh, no I would not <laughs> um, I've, I've heard that it's very good but I, I did, no it's, it's, it's got not just living maggots in it it's it's also got the dead ones and and somehow that's worse. Kazumarzu, which means rotten cheese, most commonly referred to as maggot cheese, is now banned for health reasons. Oh, okay. Well, there is. Still be found for sale on the black market in Sardinia and other parts of Italy. I know where Sardinia is because I just got done watching part five of JoJo. And and now you're head there to buy cheese. Not this cheese. <laughs> Sheep, oh, oh wait, sheep no. Milk's cheese. So never mind. There are no dead maggots in it. Uh, the cheese has to be. Oh, eaten. I'm sure there is some that is. The cheese has to be eaten when the maggots are still alive, because when they are dead, it is considered to be toxic. Oh, yeah. So right. this cheese has live that apparently they're they're tunneling and they're eating oh. of the cheese and digesting Did it. Did you read further down? Uh, since the larva can jump if they're disturbed, their eyes. Oh, that's a that's a that's a thing. I don't know. Maggots are actually like really good. I, again, pure protein, but well, like, that's not um, even what I mean. I mean like they're good at like staying clean. I suppose. Like creepy crawlies in my cheese is not uh, doesn't sound like huh. a good time, but like maggots can be used for medical treatment. 
and and they have been yes so it's like when you put it that way it's like i get it but i'm not fucking eating it yeah uh so what's this thing from sweden uh sir stroming uh looks like a fish i think i've heard this before actually uh fermented baltic herring and and can be found on supermarket shelves all over sweden Although you probably won't see it next to the IKEA meatballs. Uh, certain airlines consider the pressurized cans to be potentially dangerous, like fireworks and explosives. Oh no. <coughs> the herring is caught in spring when it is just about to spawn and is fermented in barrels for one to two months before it is tinned, where the fermentation continues for several months. The cans often bulge during shipping and storage because of the continued fermentation process. Ugh. Uh, yeah. That's... So, I like fish. I'm not such a big fan of fermented fish and and fermentation processes that make tin cans bulge. Yeah. Oh, remember the one night we were working and found that bulbous can of imitation crab? No, and I'm glad. <laughs> we found it while we were working, and it was the same night that you found the fucking the kibasa. Uh, I don't remember that. So the only the only thing I can rem- remember is is the 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 fucking half of a fillet that like I I involuntarily dabbed. That was a <clears throat> that was a week later. <laughs> Stop stealing shit and hiding it on the shelves. Like, just take the whole thing. My God. <laughs> you thought about it. You might as well go through with it. So, like, like it's it's no real secret. We used to work at a big box store, and, like, people would steal shit all the time. And, and like, we would just find packages of, like, stolen meats and things. And, like... like yeah, that's where I draw the line. Yeah. Like, if you're gonna pull the... If you're gonna pull the disc out of a DVD case... That's one thing, but if you're gonna if you're gonna try to hide a steak down your pants and then chicken out at the last second, yeah, and and like so, the package I found was for a fillet, but like, or not a fillet, it was a, a fillet mignon, and and like, they didn't grab the whole thing. Like there was still part of it in the package, and and like it had been there so long that it dried out. Yeah. And it was just. I'm surprised it didn't smell. I, oh, it absolutely oh, it did. did. Yeah, I don't, it, I don't it, it, it was bad. It was bad. Very bad. And and just like and and and, and I found a fucking pack of ground beef shoved behind fucking potato chips. I like, remember that. Like hid there on purpose. What the fuck is wrong with people? Like I understand that food is fucking expensive and you gotta do what you gotta do to get by and if that includes stealing food then fucking steal the food but don't like don't shove it on the back of a shelf and let it go to waste and, and ruin it for everyone yeah. that's that's just needless waste and, and this, this is not the rant that I thought I was gonna have today <laughs> still ranting about food though <laughs> which moves us to number five or number seven rather live octopus from either Korea I'm guessing I would assume so uh, sana- what is that? Sanakji uh, is a sure. raw is a raw dish consisting of live op- octopus, typical in Korea. Live octopus is cut into pieces, lightly seasoned with sesame sesame oil, and served immediately. Tentacles still squirming <laughs> on the plate. Uh, eating octopus is a serious challenge, 
beyond the mental challenge of trying to get your head around eating something that's still alive mm -hmm. but there's also the physical difficulty of fighting with your food as the, as mm -hmm. the tentacles stick to any surface they touch uh, the first hurdle is to get the tentacles off your chopsticks and once the octopus is in your mouth will be the suction to your teeth Ugh. the roof of your tongue essentially trying to preserve its own life uh, so I've actually seen an episode of A Thousand Ways to Die, and this was on there. Because, like, it probably got swallowed before it was, like, 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 like masticated didn't chew it enough. enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just stuck in the throat. And, and I think the octopus was fine. Like, I think the octopus crawled away. Oh, this is like a whole octopus. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's still alive. Yeah, it's it's got to be a whole octopus. It says cut into pieces. Yeah. Wow. Like, 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 well, it's like the there are uh, neuroreceptors in each tentacle of yeah. an octopus. So yeah, even yeah, if yeah. severed, uh, tentacles can act on their own for a good long time. I mean, I've I've had octopus before. I, I'm a big fan of sushi, but like, I'm not gonna eat it when it's still alive. Yeah. That that's that's just not. Okay. I've tried like fried calamari, but even yeah, that squid. Fried calamari is fantastic. I've only couple times. It's not for me. I, 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 I could make a whole meal on fried calamari. You can make a whole meal on sushi. I have. <laughs> Indonesia, the excrement coffee. Yep. I've heard of this. Yep. Uh, Kapi Luau is, is... Yep, Kapi Luau. Uh, the rarest, most expensive gourmet coffee in the world. Sounds divine, right? It's actually made from the ex excrements of an Indonesian cat-like creature called the Luak. The Luak eats coffee cherries, but its stomach can't digest beans inside them so they come out whole uh, yeah. apparently this stuff which it's they're <laughs> like super cleaned and it's like it's this is you can have this imported you can order this yep yep uh, and apparently it's like super expensive yeah it even says with a, an expensive price tag of anywhere between us 120 to 300 per pound i don't care enough about coffee to spend $300 a pound on cat shit. Cat shit beans. Yep. But you like cats. I do like cats. <laughs> Wait, you're just going to make coffee out of your own cat food? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm just... Oh, is this what I think it is? Is, is it... Oh, it is... Number nine, Puffin Heart from Iceland. Puffins are cute. Yup. Apparently, I've heard they're also really mean. Uh, this is also the only one that does not have a picture, and, and I think that's kind of telling. You want me to read it? Uh, yeah, sure. Sometimes referred to as the Clown of the Ocean, or Sea Parrot, uh, the Puffin, with its colorful beak and clumsy behavior, is considered an adorable bird. The sight of a puffin flapping its wings and jumping from a cliff to generate enough lift to become airborne, it's enough to make anyone go, ah. <laughs> I think they mean, aw. Then that should be a W. It should be. Uh, in Iceland, however, these seabirds have been a source of sustenance for the Icelanders uh, and Islanders for centuries. Iceland is home to one of the largest colonies of puffins, and sky fishing is a sport which involves catching low-flying birds in a big net. I'm not reading this next oh, part. Oh, so that got a little bit worse. I'm not reading this next part because it's talking about how it's prepared. 
hunters break their necks, skin them, and then eat the fresh heart raw while it's still warm as a traditional Icelandic delicacy. I don't want to imagine this really cute <clears throat> bird creature with it's just like getting like solid snaked, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, puffin is like a fishier version of chicken or duck. It is often smoked, Gaming. grilled, or pan-fried. Uh, TV chef Gordon Ramsay caused quite a stir when he was seen eating it on TV. Gordon Ramsay can hang with the best of them. Yeah. He, he, so, on American TV, he's depicted as very angry. But that's just and, what sells. Yes, that that is just for American TV. Like anywhere else, he he's just the 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 nicest person you could ever think of. He is quite blunt, though. Yes, and and I think that comes from experience. Yeah, and and just you don't get I'm world traveled. Yeah, and, you don't and get. I as know many, what I'm talking. Yeah, about. you don't get as many Michelin stars as he has without. Yeah, like being able to tell it like it yeah. is. So I guess we'll move on to the last one. Snake wine from Vietnam. Yeah. So this one is is not all that crazy. And, and there are similar things. You, you, you know, you got the tequila worm and, and the, the scorpion. And, and there's and like whatever. rattlesnake tequila. Yeah. Like this is just wine and it may be something similar to tequila. but Poisonous creatures and alcohol apparently yeah. go really well together. Uh, fancy a different sort of wine. A bouquet of reptile with some notes of venom perhaps. <laughs> That's an odd way to phrase that. Uh, snake wine is rice wine bottled with a venomous snake. It is a slightly pink color, like a nice rosé, because of the snake blood in there. Okay, so it's got blood. All right. All right. Uh, uh, Anti-venom. <laughs> it's believed to have medicinal purposes, but it's probably more useful as a conversation piece than anything else. All right. So this is what I, this is what I was. Go Wait a minute. Why is that in quotes? Ethanol neutralizes the venom so it's not dangerous. Uh, that is odd that that's in quotes. That, if that's a fact, that shouldn't be in quotes. Oh, there's also a, a section down here in bold. Snake wine shouldn't be confused with the potentially more dangerous snake blood wine made by slicing the belly of the snake to let the blood drain into the wine and served immediately. Ew. Didn't it just say there was also blood in the wine? But, like, not to the... I think it's just you kill a snake and then stick it in the wine. And then if something leeches out through that is blood, it's not like you're bleeding a snake. I, I guess. I just... I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna drink it. Yeah, I don't... I don't need that. I don't need that in my body. These I mean, bottles are really cool looking, though. It's... It's not... It's not unheard of. You know, there's there's been animals in alcohol bottles before. It's just not for me. I'm I'm. If you want to drink a, a thing that's got scorpions in it, go for it. I, I I'm just I'm, I'll pass. I'm not this stopping round. you, but I'm not gonna join you either. Yeah. This was an interesting list. I wasn't expecting yeah. to see most of this stuff on here. I mean, I've I've heard of the kapiluau. I've I've heard of the the maggot cheese and and the fugu, but like some of these th different. 
All right, let's go back through it and we'll just kind of give it like the, the once over one more time. And like for now that we've seen everything, the for sure, would you try it or no? So, so you got the. We're the, starting with the bird's nest soup. The the bird spit soup. Bird spit soup. Uh, no. That, that's I, a hard I, pass. I, no. Yeah, yeah. No. Fried tarantulas. Uh, so more likely than bird spit soup, but but also no. I'm gonna give this half a point because I'm not above trying fried insects. Yeah. I draw I, the line at spider, so it's yeah, not. Yeah. It, it is. It is t- too big. Like, yes. like, like, if you can just pop the whole thing in your mouth, chew, and be done with it, that's one thing. But you can't do that. If you have to take multiple bites, yeah. then that's an issue. Yeah. Pufferfish. Uh, sure, absolutely, yes. That's a hard no. Uh, Brutalized eggs. No. No, I don't, I don't like it either. <clears throat> I, I, I like eggs. I like chicken. I don't I'm, want the in-between. Yeah, no. That's a sad-looking... That's not okay. <laughs> uh, on the same token, the the century eggs, the 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 eggs that have been fermented for like a hundred years, mm. that no, yeah, mega cheese, you in or out? Uh, it's an interesting concept, but no, I'd have to be faced with it. You like, know that that's that's fair. It, it's if, easy to if say I was no. Sit- if I was picture, yeah, but... yeah, if I was there and I was sat down in front of me. And I was able to observe it. I'd make my I'd make my decision then, but it, I'm going to tentatively say no. Yeah, it, it it also depends on like is is the piece they're giving me like like is there still maggots? Yeah, in is there it still or, maggoty? Or, yeah. yeah. Uh, sir strumming. I might try this. I'd, I'd try it. Like, I'd like, try it once just to say that I tried yeah, it. Yeah, like, like, I'm not going to go out and buy a can, but, like, if, if it was, like, there at a party or something, maybe I would try it. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go out on my own volition to yeah. get that, though. Plus, like, the way it's presented there looks pretty interesting. Yeah. It's, it, it's like, little flakes on top of a cracker with, with like, cream cheese and chives. Yeah. It looks like it's supposed to be, like, cocktail food. Yeah. Yeah. Live octopus. Uh, you know th- this this one might be okay i would uh, I, this is enough this is like the cheese i i'd lean more towards i'd try it but i don't think i'd like it that's that's fair yeah it, it it's also depending on like can i see the face yeah like like if i if it's just tentacles that one that's one thing but yeah. if like if, if the whole bulbous orb is there yeah. then like that's entirely different you crunch on the uh, crunch on the beak oh god ew yeah uh, excrement coffee no i would really i would try it i wouldn't pay for the whole bag but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like if it were legitimately like the all of the <laughs> stuff i would definitely try it uh so puffin hearts no I, I would not eat the raw heart, but, like, I, I might try the bird itself. Yes. I wouldn't want to because it's cute. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's a it's a bird. It's probably chickeny, even if it's really gamey. Yeah. But, like, I would try it, like, if it were, you know, prepared in a way I'm familiar with. But the traditional eat the warm, still beating heart, I ain't Yeah, that. that's, that's not for me. No. It's too cute to just murder and cold blood to eat it's you know 
part well, well, I mean, they're they're hunters, so it's not just in cold blood. It's also for survival. But they're so cute. <laughs> We're gonna end this episode. I'm gonna look up a picture of a puffin and cry. Yeah, they they are really cute. Snake wine venom. Uh, venom. Vietnam. <laughs> Snake wine. Where are you at? <laughs> uh, I'm I'm gonna pass on this one as well. Yeah, I'm gonna pass too. Do you know why actually? What's that? I'm not afraid of the I'm not afraid of the venom because it even actually says we were talking about the yeah. ethanol neutralizes the venom so it's not dangerous in quotes. And it says that literally again right below it. Yeah. Uh, the snake is left to steep in the rice wine for many months to let any poisons and venom dissolve into the wine. Right, so it works. does actually neutralize the venom. Yeah. I wouldn't want to try it because I don't like rice wine. Huh. All right. That and I wouldn't want to pay for it because there's this hard mass in my wine, which is now, which I'm paying for, but not eating. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not even getting a full bottle's worth because there's something else in there. See, now I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of rice. Like I've, I've tried sake before, but like, eh. but I'm, I'm not completely opposed to it. Yeah. This is a neat list. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's, it's just nice to, to pull up a, a random list like that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't want to turn the show into BuzzFeed or anything, <laughs> but like, some sometimes we just need a, a light episode. Yeah, especially after episode 12. Yeah. Uh, it, everything we said in episode 12 still applies, but like, go out, <laughs> go out and try yourself some fugu when, when some it's safe to do so. <laughs> Cat poop coffee. <clears throat> Actually, you know, um, uh, Mythical Kitchen just put out an episode a couple of weeks ago about fugu and, and uh, the efforts to uh, make it more widespread in America. Mm. And, and I hope that that uh, does expand because it, it is, you know, people have been fishing it for years and years and years. Yeah. And, and like, you know, they didn't die. So like... When does it come to that we just breed a blowfish that doesn't have the the toxin in it? Uh, so then, then you're getting into creating essentially new subspecies, and I'm not sure that you know the the ecosystem can handle that. Well, or... even if we just kept them like domesticated and like they're farmed only, like we don't let them into the wild. It's like the nurseries uh, of trees that we keep around specifically to make paper out of. Yeah, I guess. But, like, it's it's one thing when it's a tree that can't move on its own. Yeah, it's kind of like it's, it's like making a factory for yeah. safe fugu at that point. It's kind of like the whole thing with cows and chickens unable to move without stepping over each other. Yeah, exactly. And And, like... I enjoy a steak, but I'm not super thrilled with with the the, the mass-produced farms that we have. Yeah. Well, that took a left turn. Yeah, I was gonna end the episode. Like, <laughs> you're like, nope, I have to be sad. I haven't been sad yet. <laughs> have a good one, everybody. See you later. <laughs>